Welcome to the Travel Wins Podcast. My guest today is Kevin Sorbo. Kevin is an actor, director, producer, writer, father, and husband. He is most famous for his roles as Hercules and on the television drama Andromeda. After starring in over 60 films, Kevin is releasing several new works in the coming months, including the movies The Reliant and Miracles of East Texas. We talk about his times working on the Hercules set in New Zealand and the incredibly long shoot days. Kevin also talks about the importance of staying physically fit and making the time to exercise. We spend some time chatting about his decision to homeschool his children and the freedom that it allows him and his wife Sam to raise and teach their children while still being able to travel for their work in the entertainment industry. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Let me know what you think and share your own travel win using the hashtag #TheTravelWins. Super excited! Uh, thank you for your time. I know you're busy traveling and all that, which is kind of what we do. Just out of curiosity, how many days are you on the road per year for, for your for your work? You know, I I'm probably with, with you know appearances and movie shooting and peeing, you know doing P and R PR for it probably seven to seven and a half months a year. I, I don't think people would understand or, or actually think about that. You know what I mean? That's a little too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you've been very fortunate. I, I did some research on you, and it's nice that you get to homeschool your kids. We do. So a lot of times when I do, like, three-day trips or something like that, I'll take one of the three kids with me. And, of course, when I go film my movies, the whole family comes with. So yeah. we're, on loca- we're on location anywhere from four to six weeks for each movie. You know, in, independent movies don't take – you know, three years to shoot like an avatar. So I guess, <laughs> yeah. people are all surprised because I think they're so used to these big budget movies, these $300 million monsters that come out that take one, two, three years to film. And I say, well, you know, Clint Eastwood did a movie called The Billion Dollar uh, Baby, the boxing movie, and they shot that yeah. in 27 days. And that won Best Picture and Best Actress and uh, Best Supporting Actress. So you don't have to be shooting high visual effects to put out good movies. Well, it seems like the the, the longer shoots are, are a lot of it is the editing or CGI and that kind of work. Yeah, no question. That's versus that's just the, the pure acting. That's the beast behind it. No, yep. You know, and, and like I, I've noticed, you have a. I guess it's out now. Is the uh, the Middle Texas movie? Um, uh, Miracle in East Texas. That's that's a movie that I directed as well as acted in. We got a great cast. We got Lou Gossett Jr. We got. John Ratzenberger, we had Tyler Maine, my, my wife Sam Sorbo was in it as well. It's a true story set in 1930 about two con men that would woo widows out of their money in fake oil wells, and they actually strike oil. Uh, trouble is, wherever they go, they sell 500% of the shares to con people. But now, <laughs> now they're in trouble because they end up in jails. But it's, uh, it's winning all kinds of awards at film festivals. It won't be in theaters until next spring. Okay. And, uh, but um, we're, we're still, you know, looking for that, that, P&A money, it's called print and advertising, and you know, people don't realize you gotta spend, uh, you got to spend money to get into every screen you get it on across the country. So we're trying to raise $2 million for that. But we're getting close. We're meeting some good people, and people think $2 million is a lot of money in this industry. The $2 million isn't even catering on Pirates of the Caribbean when they shoot a $300 million movie. So, I know. Um, but uh, I, I think I, I think I, I like to say that I do movies that have good messages, you know, that they're, they're good family movies. And I think Hollywood is missing the beat on a lot of those. And uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful movie. And uh, just uh, it's been into film festivals, winning all kinds of awards across the country. But my newest movie is out October uh, 24th, a week from today, actually. It's uh, called uh, The Reliance. People should go to TheReliantMovie.com. It's a movie, action movie that deals with the economic collapse of America when the dollar 
uh, totally falls away and there's rioting everywhere and banks are overrun and people start looting and uh, it's uh, it's crazy though. So I hope people check it out. If they go to reliantmovie.com, <laughs> they they should check it out. You just made me nervous. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I start thinking about all that. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it, but, could, it, could, it could happen. Oh yeah. I, well, I was. It was ugly enough in 2007. It sure was. And I don't think people know how ugly it could have gotten. But uh, it's true. Yeah, it was bad. You know the the, the East Texas movie you you filmed in Canada though. Uh, we did. Yep. You know, and that, I noticed like a lot of your your the movies and, and TV shows you're, you're filming in Utah, um, Louisiana. You're all over the place outside. And I don't know if people realize that not everything's made in in Hollywood or California. Well, California's not even close. Uh, the, the yeah. Most most movies in America are shot in Georgia. The majority of TV and movies are shot in in Georgia right now. Followed closely behind with by Texas and Oklahoma and Louisiana and Alabama, all those places. Um, Canada is just filled. Toronto, um, uh, Vancouver are just packed. I mean, they, there's so much yeah. being shot up there because it's called show business, right? I mean, you get a 35% tax credit going up there, and you get another big break on the dollar up there because the American dollar is stronger than the Canadian dollar. And we shot in Calgary for the same reason. But the location we used, uh, people say, how can that be East Texas? And I said, well, no. uh, think of the other, other other movies that were Westerns that shot up there. You got Lonesome Dove. You got Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. You've got uh, uh, Open Range, Kevin Costner's movie. You've got The, uh, the Revenant, the latest movie that, was, that won Best Picture a little over a year ago with uh, – Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, a yeah. lot of movies get shot up there because of the location. And that Calgary, you know, you look west from Calgary, it looks like Texas, folks. And it's a big oil country as well there, just like it is in Texas. Yeah, yeah and they got the the, the the big rodeo, the, the stampede up there. Oh, the stampede's huge. Yeah. It's huge. We, we got to go to it while we were filming. It was pretty fun. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because I, I don't get to go to that one. I, I get to go to all the uh, other rodeos that I want to. Uh, for my work, for my day job, but uh, you've been. Have you been to the one in Vegas? I, <laughs> I'm there every day. <laughs> wow, I've been there a couple of times. I had a home there in Henderson for a long time, so I, I got to attend a few. I had a great time doing that. Yeah, I, I'm there for 16 days, so oh I God. run I run the Stetson booth at the uh, Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Wow! And uh, um, so we're we're there four days setting up, five days of setting up, ten days of working, and then two three days of tearing down. Wow. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal for us. Where are you based out of? I'm in Redondo Beach, California. Okay, just off of L.A. But my territory. Well, I used my... to I, I used to live in Santa Monica, so I used to, after my work out of Gold's Gym, I used to bike or rollerblade all the way down to Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan. I, I love that. I that's one thing I'm. I live in Florida now, so I don't live in L.A. anymore. But uh, yeah, that's one thing I miss about living in Santa Monica was uh, was that bike path because it was such a great great. There's no other place like that in the world, you know. We were on it yesterday. My wife and I went. We've been ro- roller skating lately. Awesome. It's a good way to stay in shape and doing something fun. But Nothing wrong and, with that. And if you're going to pay the high price to live here, you might as well go see the beach once in a while. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just got tired of it. I got tired of the taxes and the traffic and uh, the way the, the way they're running California politically doesn't really do much uh, for me either. So. That's a joke. You know, but but the, the cool thing is, I think, with, with – the advent of travel, I think travel is a lot easier now. And so you could be in Florida, you could be in Dallas, you could be wherever and still spoke out since not all the acting is done in California anymore. Anyway. Oh, exactly. Exactly. You know, if you're going to fly, be based on yeah. wherever you want. Well, and I'm just, and I, I've been shooting, I mean, I've shot this, 
this latest movie, The Reliant, I mean, I, that was my 61st movie. I mean, I've shot probably 50 of those 61 movies out of the state of California. Exactly. So it's like, I don't need to be there. Yeah, if you're, like I said, if you're going to fly, you might as well fly out from where you actually want to live, yeah, like where it makes exactly. sense to live. Well, and my, my in-laws live in Henderson. They live uh, right up Green Valley. Really? And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was just there two weeks ago for a manager's meeting that I had to go to. Yeah. And then my I, my mom that. still lives there. My parents uh, were from Minnesota originally, but when I when I moved there, I moved there out of necessity initially because I. When I booked Hercules, I was in New Zealand for seven years. And I said, why am I paying California state tax? So I got rid of my place in Santa Monica and got a place in Henderson. So I only spent about two months a year in America yeah. for, for 12 years because I had seven years on Hercules and five years on my second series, Andromeda, was shot up in Vancouver, Canada. So um, to, I, to save, you know, 10 cents of every dollar, because now state tax is up to 13.5% in, yeah. in California. But Nevada, of course, is no state tax. And uh when I moved there, it was 700,000 people in the whole, you know, Henderson, yeah. Vegas, Summerlin. Now there's 2.2 million people, so it's changed quite a bit. My in-laws and my wife moved there in 1989. Wow. And yeah. it's the same thing. You know, they're just like, oh, my. you know, where, where they bought their house, there was nothing. <laughs> and now it's, it's in the middle of everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got, I got a townhouse, a lock and leave place. Um, off of Valley Verde in, in uh, Wigwam when I was there. Oh my and across, God, the, street, across the street was a uh, junior high. And beyond that, there was nothing. nothing. And now for seven miles solid, there's golf courses and churches and schools and houses and condos. I mean, it's just, it's just all just unbelievable and nonstop growth. Eastern uh, Avenue was just like a little two-lane road. You know, now it's, now it's a thoroughfare. Yeah. You know, it goes down State Rose. Yeah, exactly. yeah, because my, my in-laws live off Wigwam and Green Valley. That's they were right by me then. Yeah, I used to yeah. play golf. I used to play golf over. I lived on the Grand Legacy Golf Course. I know, right? Well, that's uh, that's where. Yeah. You know, it, I don't think people realize like Hercules was filmed in New Zealand. So I was going to ask you, you know, how how difficult was it? I mean, you were single at the time, I think, but still, I mean, like all your friends and family are, you know, in Minnesota and over here, and all of a sudden you got to get up and, and be golfer. Ten months a year, whatever it was. Well, yeah, it was ten months a year for seven years. Um, I loved it, you know. I, I you know, so initially I was going to go down there just do five two-hour movies, and it was going to be uh, uh, just just this sort of rotating movie of the week for Universal Studios. But they loved what they saw, and they just said, "You're staying down there." And then when I signed the contract for the one-year series, they gave me uh, a lot of tickets to be, that I could use for bring down family and friends. So I had, I had like 14 business class tickets a year to use. <laughs> so I would, you know, my parents would come every year and spend three weeks and my fam, my brother and sister and their, their kids and uh, my buddies from, you know, high school and college days. And uh, I just, to me, it was, I loved it. I mean, I, I was into yeah. it. Uh, I didn't start, you know, I was dating down there, but I mean, I started, uh, I met my wife and at season five, my future wife. And, uh, that was it for me. So um, she ended up living down there the last two years with me, and uh, we've had three kids since. Yeah, and, and when you were on Andromeda, how, how difficult? I mean, your wife, being an actress herself, kind of knows the industry and knows that's the way it is. So it seems like she would probably be more understanding than someone that doesn't understand it. Well, you know, she we started having the kids during the Andromeda years, and, and she was pretty much, you know, devoted to doing that. But she... Uh, was you know writing and she was uh, 
she did some acting still at that time, but yeah, she had to give up a lot in terms of coming with me and, and being in Vancouver, but she loved it up there. We loved it up there. Vancouver's a great city. Yeah. And uh, we had a, a wonderful time and uh, had a great place there and great neighborhood. And uh, the show was, was a lot easier for me to do than Hercules. Hercules was, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day, then lifting weights two hours a day. And then, uh, that's you know, study my, study my line for the next day. I mean, I, I was lucky if I got four to five hours of sleep a night at the most. But uh, not not complaining. Trust me, I loved it. It was yeah, a yeah. laugh. But they gave me a much better, you know, we had we had six other actors that were regulars on, on Andromeda. So it wasn't me in every scene. Every so scene. it was uh, uh, 12-hour days, door to door. If I left at 6 in the morning, they had to get me back at 6 at night. That was the contract that worked out. I wasn't going to go back to the 18 hours door to door that I did in Hercules. I said, I'm done with that. So um, it was a much Smart better man. schedule. Yeah, it was a much better schedule. And that show uh, was the first show ever uh, created by Gene Roddenberry after the original Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. So it was fun. You know, it was fun to be part of that. Now that you're, you're, you're directing and producing, as the travel part, you know, when you were an actor, it was, well, I'm an actor, I'm doing this. But now if you're producing and then directing, you have to kind of oversee everything. How much more... Effort is yeah, involved with you know, that. I started I started directing back in the Hercules years, so I've been DGA for over gosh, twenty twenty three years now, twenty four years. Um, but uh, I'm smart enough to know and to hire people that know their job better than me. So, um, to me, when I look at uh, whether it's camera guys or hair and makeup or wardrobe or whatever, maybe visual effects guys. Um, I, I know enough wonderful people in this industry, or if I'm looking for something else specific, I always ask people that know more than me. And uh, when I get on the set, I certainly know what I want, but uh, I, I want my first AD to be the um, to be the the bad cop. I want him yeah. to want to cr- crack the whip more than anybody else. I mean, I to me, I just I want the actors to have a fun environment, and I want the crew to have a fun environment. I mean, to me, it's all about let's have look. We're lucky to make a. a, 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 a having a career in this industry let's have a good time doing it instead of whining and complaining if uh our days are going bad i mean we're we're very blessed to be in an industry that people get involved in on either side of the camera because they want to you know oh yeah when somebody says well i just kind of fell into acting oh bs don't give me that you wanted to be an actor you know what i mean it's like people that want to operate cameras they want to they want to be on they want to be on the sets they like it they love they love the industry for for a reason it's one of the few industries out there where when people jump on board um they do it because they want to be in that particular business i, I, I it's interesting because living in la i, I you know i see the shooting all, uh, they were just shooting something at the redondo piers for um in a 30s movie everyone was dressed up in the 30s period uh outfits but you see it all around and like you just said the people I've talked to, they go, "Hey, it's hard to get in, but when you're in, it's great." Yeah, it is hard to get in. It's just, it's, there's so much competition out. There's competition in everything, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking um, acting. I'm talking photography, group oh, yeah. work. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking. I'm I'm talking both sides. It's it's yeah, yeah. tough. It's it's you got to hit the pavement no matter what you want to do in the industry. You got to you got to intern a lot maybe and get you know get under the wings of somebody's been in the business a long time. But yeah, you got to put your time in. There's no question. Um, I did the last season of the OC down in your neighborhood, down at the Raleigh Studios in Manhattan yeah. Beach, and uh, that was uh, the set right next to us was the Boston Legal series. And I know I know Shatner pretty well, and Bill D'Elia, the, one of the producers of it. Bill and I did a pilot years ago before Hercules that never got picked up, unfortunately. But um, we had a we had a good old time, and it was uh, beautiful studios there. 
Yeah, they, they actually were filming. Um, I went. I, I went there for my old life was um, commercial real estate, and uh, before the, the the crash of two thousand seven, and we went to Raleigh Studios, and they were filming. I want to say uh, CSI Miami, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, and yeah. then, you know. I'm looking at on the set and you know they they have palm trees and all that and it's like it's all indoors. <laughs> yeah, true. Like it's okay, true. it's not really filmed the in magic. Miami. The magic of the movies, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of it, I guess. You know, when, when did you did you have talks with Sam, your wife, uh, about homeschooling when when they were being born, just because of your schedule, or was it something that just kind of came about? Well, I had friends in Minnesota that have done it, and. Uh, Sam was always interested in it for sure. And I think one of the reasons why we got out of the Westwood area when we finally did move back to L.A., um, we moved up to Thousand Oaks because that area was oh, nice. to better public schools. But we learned very quickly that uh, that really wasn't the case. They were better, but they still weren't that great. So we decided to homeschool. And also that my travel schedule was, was certainly instrumental in it as well. But um, my wife is a certainly a homeschool advocate. You know, she she wrote a book called "They're Your Kids," and um, she goes does speaking events across the country now. And um, you know, it's um, it's one of the fastest growing segments of education in the country. California, if you remember, about five years ago, tried to outlaw it yeah. because homeschool kids were doing so much money away. Oh yeah, they're doing well. Yeah. They're they're doing so much better than public school kids. And, you know, you can't have that. I mean, we want all the kids to be as dumb as possible, right? I mean, that's... Well, I think also, it, it, see, I, it, my daughters are 24, 25, so they, they're right. out of college and all that. But it was the same. It's like they're in it for the money. I mean, the, the school boards, and all, I, I know they say they want to, you know, raise your yeah, kids. Yeah, but, but I'm still I'm still paying taxes. So I don't think homeschool kids are taking money out of the pockets. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there. But well, what happens is I'm, like, I'm still paying my... Thirteen and a half percent of the state of California. So um, I just think I just think they don't want to be they they don't want the, the the truth out there to show how pathetic our public education is. California, I mean, as a state, ranks in the bottom three states in the country, and yet they spend more money in education than anybody else. Where's that money going to? It's certainly not going to the teachers or the kids or the schools. And well, yeah, uh, I, you know, my, LA, LA Unified has a fifty-four percent dropout rate, starting as low as fifth grade. Explain that one to moms and dads at home. And, uh, you know, the trouble is too many parents use the school system as a babysitting Baby instead yeah. of really getting involved in what's going on with their kids' careers and their kids' uh, their academics. They're just not paying attention. Well, the I, I know when, when I would take my kids out of school, for whatever reason, you know, it had to be signed off by a doctor or whatever. And I'm like, well, no, I just want, you know, I want to take my kids to Disneyland, whatever, you know. Right. It was bad because they would lose money for, for the kid child actually not being – they wouldn't get – the school wouldn't get the state money unless the, the kid was in school. So they had to account for every absence. Not not because of, they were, wanted to teach my daughters, you know, biology. They wanted the money from the states. No, anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I mentioned – I brought up the homeschooling because several of the my business travelers that I've talked to on my show – are homeschooling their kids. Um, and oh, great. I, I think it's becoming more and more, especially for people that travel. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you're traveling, how do you, how do you? I do, yeah. you know, I do a lot of speaking events and I, I get uh, people coming up to all the time. I usually sign my book or, you know, uh, my DVDs afterwards. And 
I get so many people coming up and saying we homeschool as well. And yeah. it's, it's amazing the number I get from people. It's, it is definitely growing and growing. People are realizing, they're saying we need to do something about, you know, the quality of education in this country. Because to me, it's a purposeful dumbing down of our kids. I mean, it's a very uh, socialist way to do it. You know, Lenin said back during the Bolshevik Revolution, the best way to control uh, the youth is through education. And that's what they did. And uh, that's what they've been doing in our country the last 50 years. They're just more in your face about it now than they've ever been over the last 10, 12 years. It's just more like matter of fact, this is what we're doing, you know. So here we are. Well, I, I, at least, and, and, and I, I try very, very hard not to talk politics on my podcast business travel show, but uh, as far as education and all that, you know, I've had a couple of guests, you know, we talk about Trump and this and that, and, and I go, look, before Trump, before everybody, I mean, look at the, the statistics of, of, of schools and, and, yeah. the, and the education level. I mean, we're like in the, in the 30, number 30, number 40 country in the world. But yeah, we spend more money than anybody on education. Yeah. So yeah, how, last, how can we be ranked 40? I think the, the last I read, I think we were 27th in the world. But that was about yeah. five years ago. That was about five years ago. It could have gotten worse since then. So, I was gonna say, so, so let's say we're in the 30s, you know, but yet yeah. we spend more money. So yeah. it has nothing to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with DeVos no, and all no. this other crap. No. So. I mean, look, look, Clinton, President Clinton threw more money at public education than any other president, and the education got worse. So you yeah. tell me what's going on. You tell me how much red tape and the bureaucrats and, where, you know, who's yeah. funneling the money where and, you know, who's buying themselves a new condo and a new, a new uh, you know, fancy sports car. Something's going on, guys, that needs to be looked into. There's so much corruption going on. And it's been going on way before Trump or anybody else got in office. It's been going on for decades. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So, when when uh, maybe because I'm, I'm 52, so I'm definitely thinking more about my my health and my diet when I travel because I'm on the road about 120 days a year. Wow. But how, how do you? I mean, is that a conscious effort for you when when you travel? Like, do you go, hey, I, I need to eat this or gym or are you just trying to you know, be clean? Yeah, you know, the, 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 key is, the, the key is drink a lot of water wherever you go. Just drink water. Drink a lot of water. And uh, I realize a lot of people in business travel a lot and uh, they have these meals set up and they don't meet till 730, 8 o'clock. When the reality is you shouldn't be eating after 730 at night. You know, that's where, that's where the weight gain is going to come in for a lot of people. Um, I exercise wherever I go. I always check on before I leave, I I go online, I ask them how great the hotel is for the for a fitness center, and then I ask for, you know, do you got uh, gyms, fitness centers nearby, you know, right. within a couple, couple mile radius, and most of the time, they certainly do, so I always find an hour and a half to work out every day. You can do it. I mean, my life is busy, too, but you can find that time, um, you know, you can, you can do stuff in your hotel, you know, if you got, if you got a 10 flights or more, then walk the stairs. You don't have to run them. Just walk up and down a dozen times. Get back in your room, do push-ups and sit-ups and, and, and you know, crunches and whatever. Just there's, there's, You can always find a way to work out. Um, it's just a matter of people taking the time to do it because people find excuses not to do it. But as far as food is concerned, you know, it, I'm going to say it all the time, and I like dessert just like anybody else, but sugar is the enemy, guys. You cut sugar out of your out of your diet, you you would be surprised how much after about a week or two you're not going to miss it, and after that you'd be surprised how much uh, you know lean lean uh, muscle you're going to build just by um, your your simple workouts and just not having all these uh, sugar and carbs are a killer too. But if you're going to have carbs, just have carbs in the morning. After that, just have vegetables, fruit, and uh, and protein. 
<laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm actually contemplating all that. You know, the, 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 I just I just heard uh, a couple of days ago about sugar, and they were saying that if you consume sugar today, your body won't be able to fight inflammation for two more, two days afterwards. Yeah, look, so, I so. I just recently went on a pretty sugar free diet here, and I've had because you know I've played sports all through high school and college, and I've uh, all my stunts on Hercules and all the working yeah. out, and I, I used to run three miles every day after my workouts on concrete and asphalt, like an idiot. You know, we just didn't realize how the, the pounding your knees take. So I've had meniscus tear surgery done on both knees twice. Now the meniscus tears are back again, more tears. Plus I got a tear in my ACL on my right and every step was painful. And then I went off sugar these last three months and there's no more pain. The pain's gone because sugar is, it just inflames everything. Yeah. And if you got problems, it makes those problems worse. I mean, seriously, I've got no pain in my knees right now, even though I got, I've, I've got, I'm going to try stem cell and see what else I can do instead of going under the knife again. Well, it was really, you know, it's just, it was, uh, you know, orthoscopic surgery, you know, they puncture three holes in you. You can't even see where the scars were on my knees, yeah. but um, uh, it's amazing to me how you just get off sugar, how much better your body feels. And yet, and yet, sugars in so much that we eat because it's not just like, oh, I didn't add any sugar to this. There's corn, the high fructose, and the and all that, and most of what we eat nowadays. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's in everything. Yeah, it's in everything. Well, that that goes back to the farming, and, and when they when they subsidized a lot of the farmers to grow more corn, they had to figure out what to do with the corn. So then they started making the fructose and corn syrup and all that. And adding it into things, realizing that people love sugar. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all the, the fun of traveling, I guess, is, you know, a lot of people about exercise and then diet is, is a really key thing. And I like what you said, because that's, that's a pretty simple thing. Like if you're going to eat carbs even in the morning and then just stick with your vegetables and, and fruits and, and protein afterwards. That's yeah, and I'm, I'm not the best. I'm not the best vegetable eater, but I mean, I'll do spinach and I'll do you know salads and things like that. But yeah, for other vegetables, I mean, I can I can juice them. You know, I got a juicer that's amazing. You can throw your kale and your cucumbers and yep. you know, turnips or whatever else. And, I'm doing the same thing now. It's crazy. I just started yeah. juicing about two years ago. Yeah, it's years ago. good. It's it's a good way to get them. You know, I mean, obviously you want the roughage from eating the real real thing, but uh, fiber. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. Excellent. So what is the, uh, I guess I'll end it with this. What, how do you fill your time when you're traveling so much? I mean, I know Sam and, and your kids travel with you quite a bit, but like, do you, do you listen to music when you're traveling? Usually on airplanes, there's two things. I either, I either read the latest book I want to read or I'll watch catch up on movies. Cause I really don't go to theaters that much. I just don't have the time. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, if I watch TV, it's usually sports. I love my uh, I love my college football and college basketball and I love you're having a good year this year. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, my university in Minnesota is doing okay. They're six and zero, and the yeah, Vikings Vikings are four and two, and they should be five and one easily. Uh, any Packer fans out there, you guys got lucky against us. So <laughs> we'll see what happens when you come back to Minnesota later this year. But, well, uh, you know, the, the Gophers are gonna their schedule's getting a little tougher the next four weeks it is it is i think there's a good chance they can go at eight no and they meet up with penn state and that should be interesting because what, what i do like what i see in the gophers is their offense and defense is really getting better with each game and um so it's, we'll see what happens yeah i mean they got they got some top i got wisconsin the last game of the year i mean they got some brutal games coming up but uh, i think it's penn state iowa i'm a penn state fan so 
Oh, yep. there you go. They'll they'll meet they'll meet in about uh, two and a half weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be a great game, and then the, the Wisconsin game will be great too. Actually, oh, Wisconsin boy, I'll tell you what a turnaround. They were not so good last year, but they're looking. Their defense looks amazing this year. Yeah. Craziness. Well, hey, I appreciate the time. I know you're you're running. Yeah, I got I got to get rolling. I got three more interviews today. So. <laughs> well, I I thank you for this one, and uh, I, I hopefully we can stay in touch. And uh, can't wait to see some of your movies upcoming. All right, tell people to go to theReliantMovie.com. There you go. All right, I all will. the best. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Yeah. You bet.